Weekly Laws Podcast, episode number 224. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to give you more flashbacks from the past, digging deep into the archives of the Weekly Lost Podcast here. And, of course, this is part six of our flashback series. We want to welcome you guys out there on the free feeds and also those of you who are in the Lost Podcast Network grabbing this episode. If you're wondering where we've been, we've been here all summer long bringing you episode week after week after week. And, of course, it uh, they're reserved mostly for our GSPN.TV Plus members. And if you want to learn how you can get every single episode as they come out and make sure that you never miss an episode, head over to GSPN.TV slash plus stephanie we are we are continuing on now i was considering whether or not should we cover episode number eight of the weekly loss podcast and i decided that we probably won't i'll just uh, mention it uh it was recorded back on february 4th 2006 and in essence all it was was a it was probably about a 20 or 30 minute tribute to the transmission podcast okay that ryan and jen uh used to produce which it's weird Which for me. Are to, they are now producing again, correct? Exactly. Okay. They are back up and running. Right. But they had back in February of 2006, they had announced that they were going to stop producing the transmission podcast, which everybody in the lost community went <gasps> like that. It's like we I mean, it's just there was it was a, like worse than they when they announced the end date of lost. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and of course it was huge for us because they were a very big part of the inspiration of me starting and launching a, a lost podcast for ourselves. Yeah. Thanks which, guys. That's why you sucked me in. Yeah, exactly. All your fault. And of course, if you think about that, Ryan and Jen, I, I know you guys are probably listening out there. I mean, it's literally changed our lives. Seriously? I quit my career in yeah. insurance and now do podcasting full time as my career. Uh, thanks not, again, guys. No, thanks I'm again. kidding. <laughs> that one, I was just kidding. <laughs> if anybody's out there, you've never heard about this before. Do me a favor. Go to gspn.tv slash passion. That's it. Just gspn.tv slash passion. You can hear about the story. In fact, it's called Follow Your Passion and the Money Will Follow. It's probably one of my favorite episodes uh, that I've ever done, except for the one you and I did together called Living Debt Free. Right. Which, which is at gspn.tv slash debt free, by the way. All right. So anyway, uh, that's what episode number eight was. So tonight, today, whatever time of the day it is, we're going to actually cover episode number nine of the Weekly Lost podcast. Okay. It was recorded on February 10th, 2006, and it was a re- it was actually a review of season two, episode 13 of Lost titled The Long Con. Okay. Now, basically, this was in the episode where Sun was attacked by an unknown assailant. Okay. And Sawyer and Kate are are disagreeing with one another, uh, especially as... Or actually, they disagree with the claims that the others were responsible. 
It turns out there was a whole big orchestrated plan, and we learned that somebody else was actually behind it, who, if you remember, Stephanie, it was actually Sawyer and who else? Do you remember? No. You don't remember, do you? I, it's right there. You I, don't so, remember who, who whacked Sun upside the head? That was, that was Charlie, wasn't it? Was it was Charlie. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And for those of us who have not heard this or seen this episode, well, basically since season two, the good news is that in episode number eight of the Weekly Lost Podcast, I put together like a three-minute audio (laughs) recap of the entire episode. So I figured, why not play it again? And so here we go. Is that all of them? All six of them. uh, One box of ammo. Jack, I'm grateful that you decided to keep them all missing in place. Oh, I had to take them from Charlie, his heroin stash. Well, I figured it might have therapeutic value if it ever came to that. I'm superstitious. The combination. Right 7, left 33, right 18. Ain't that just like a woman? She keeps a house, you get the cheap-ass apart. She even made Locke take a swing at you. Hell, that's like getting Gandhi to beat the kids. Shouldn't you be more worried about Jack ransacking your tent right now? You stole these from the hash. You stole them from me. Back in a flash, gorgeous. You weren't exactly supposed to see that. Are you trying to con me? Look, you got me. I want you to show me what you do. Show me how to con people, Sawyer. Or Jack took your painkillers. Yeah, well, I guess me and the doctor on the outs. What, you didn't hear about their little army? Guess I'm not the only one on the outs with the doc. So I'm over at Rose and Bernard's tent. Do you know he's a dentist? That is a shortwave radio. Yeah, but can't you switch a blue wire with a red wire and make it stronger? It's worth nothing. It's a waste of time. Hey. You get the combo? <laughs> Wait for Sun to wake up. She'll tell us what happened. It's all in the details. If it wasn't them, then who wasn't? Like I said, how well do you know Anna Lucia? You think I had something to do with Sun getting grabbed? Gun. It's like the good folks of Island Town about to form a posse. This is all her play to get her hands on the guns. Block. You need to go and tell them that they're coming. I want to do a big one. It's called a long con. What are you doing? I'm alphabetizing. Seems Jack's on his way over here to open your little gun closet and take whatever he needs. Why are you telling me this? Will you help me? You move the guns, and I'll stay here and push your damn button for you. Looks like we got ourselves a theft. Who's going to call the cops? Where are they? John, where are they? The new sheriff in town, boys. You see that black car? Who is it? His name's Gordy. My partner. What partner? If I don't walk out the front door with that briefcase, in the next two minutes, we're both dead. I love you. I love you, too. You played us. You run, I con. You fixed it. We'll see. Stop. Do you hear that? Radio waves at this frequency bounce off the ionosphere. They can travel thousands of miles. It could be coming from anywhere. Never saw you, huh? It's more worried about your sodding guns than being followed. Figure she wants your friends back. If I wanted them, I would have taken them before I told you where they were. That's not why I did it. I wanted him to look like a fool. To feel like a fool. It's like Johnny Locke's got himself a nemesis. Son, you can never 
never find out what I did to her. I got bigger things to worry about now. This idea, all of this, what we did, what made have someone think of something like that? I'm not a good person, Charlie. Never did a good thing in my life. There you go, Stephanie. Wow. Does that bring back a lot of memories or what? It does. Just three minutes of that episode, yeah. like, totally brings back that entire episode for me. There are so... It does. So much happened in that episode. And then, like Troy says, none of it matters in the current plot. But um, I love... I I love that um, Charlie humiliated, wanted to humiliate Locke. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And um, I hope I said that, you know, three years ago. <laughs> well, we'll find out what you said about Charlie three years ago in just a minute. But before we do that, Dane had a little bit of a what's up with that moment. In it's fact, awesome to to see what I think about them now. Yes. Having more of the, the big picture and what I thought about it then. Well, that That's fun. I think you'll be surprised. Okay. All right. So here's what Dane had to say. Dane used to call these in every now and then. He did. And this is the first What's one he ever that? called in. What's up with that? Hey, Cliff, Rachel, and Stephanie. This is Dane checking in with you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Just got done watching the last episode, The Long Con. Yeah, we all got con. Anybody see that coming? And what's going on with Saeed? I mean, this guy is MacGyver in the making. And uh, Hurley gives him a shot to make something out of a toothpick and bubblegum, and Saeed says, no, come on. And what's going on with Kate? Kate's being a little jealous, I think, of Anna Lucia. Oh, man, this is getting ridiculous. Anybody find it kind of funny when Sawyer uh, said, let's go to an island together with the gal he was trying to con? Yeah, well, guess what? Careful what you wish for, Sawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also saw a book called Owl Creek Bridge when uh, Locke was in the hatch there, alphabetizing. What's up with that? And what the heck is up with Anakin Charlie? I mean, this dude is going to the dark side. I think I liked him better when he was on heroin. Now we got two characters that we love and now we hate. I can't figure it out. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> Oh man, what is up with that? Anakin Charlie, I remember Anakin him Charlie calling with that the hood. I do. Yep. Yes, absolutely. That was, Charlie in the hood. Awesome. Oh man, this brings back good memories. That that was fun. That was, was fun. Uh, let's go on to the next one because I know that you're going to need to pick. You have to leave here at what time? Like one forty-five. Yeah. So we we need to move these along quickly because there are thirteen different audio clips. Holy! Moly. Some of them are longer than others, but anyway. Uh, yes, th- I did this next that. this next audio clip uh is the very first time i tried to introduce bumpers like audio bumpers (laughs) didn't go too well but here here you go and this is also where stephanie says a little bit about how she feels about charlie in this episode i'm scared here we go i'm like really scared here you go i think it's the time of the show where we want to talk about what happened on the island this week (laughs) (laughs) yep i did it why? I have no idea. Why? So uh, before we get started into uh, talking about the plot line of what's happened this week, uh, what was your initial reaction to the show? I loved it. I was completely, I mean, maybe it's just me being not very receptive, but I was. I completely didn't see it coming. I didn't see Charlie. I didn't see him being the one to do that at all. I mean, it totally got me, but I loved it. It, it, it was a great episode. It really was. 
And I don't hate Charlie. Again. <laughs> I was going to say, I know that's the question on everybody's mind. Does Stephanie hate Charlie? <laughs> no, I don't. I completely see where he was coming from. He just needed, he needed to feel needed, whether that was for good reasons or bad reasons. Sawyer used him, but Charlie needed to be used. There you go. Sticking up for the Charlie man. There you go. You, you turned pretty quick. I I did. They got you pretty quick. I still wasn't liking him at that point. You weren't. I know. Um, it was time though. It was it was time. I had been really rough on poor Charlie. Yeah. So what, what's up with the the user that needed to be used? I mean, come on. I'm just kidding. All right. Next thing we've got here. This is I forgot all about this, but you know, Lost, of course, being big on dropping these books into the yes into the thing. I forgot all about the Owl Creek theory. Okay. It's this whole Owl Creek Bridge reference. And that was the name of the book that was uh, being held upside down by Locke as he was alphabetizing. Let's see, Rachel, when you read the little clip here that talks about what this book is. Okay. An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, a great short story by Ambrose Bierce. Briefly, the story centers on Peyton Farquhar, a southern planter who is about to be hanged by the Union Army for attempting to destroy the railroad bridge at Owl Creek. As Peyton stands on the bridge with a noose around his neck, it appears to the reader that the rope breaks and that Peyton falls into the water below, only to escape to his farm where he is reunited with his wife. It is revealed at the end of the story, however, that Peyton has, in fact, been hanged and that these imaginings took place in the seconds before his death. There is actually a a website that has the entire story, I believe, and I'll put a link to that on our show notes for this episode. Mm -hmm. A couple things that I found on the fuselage, and these are great. It says, this short story, Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, and the book, The Third Policeman, are both stories of altered or imagined reality. Stephanie, will you read the next one? This book, The Third Policeman, Turn of the Screw, all of these books involve people thinking they're alive, but they are actually dead. And then uh, there is actually something that gentleman, I guess it's a guy named Charlie, wrote on the fuselage. And this goes against the whole, but are actually dead idea, but it is very good. And, and I'm going to call this the Owl Creek Theory. It says, this is extremely fascinating. How do we suppose that this story relates to what's going on on the island? Well, I suppose it's entirely possible that all of this is taking place in the minutes before they die. Really, it's not that hard to believe if you think about how dreams work. It's been proven that dreams, which seem to take forever to run their course in your brain, actually just take a few minutes. And since we really don't know that much about death itself, it's entirely believable to theorize that something like a dream could take place on the doorstep of one's death. And that what you dreamed might very well have you dealing with your choices you've made in your life your fears, your regrets. I must also point out that the writers would easily be able to say that these people are not dead, because they aren't. Well, yet. Almost, in fact, telling us that they aren't dead, and then it turning out to be all of this, what he's mentioned before. He said this would completely fit with the way that the writers answer all of our questions and give us clues. At least that's my opinion. This could also be classified as pseudoscience, which is how the writers of the story have told us this may all be explained. All right, there you go. So, yes, we were completely boring when I used to transcribe (laughs) our entire notes that we were supposed to read everything. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I think you've learned a thing or two. Yeah, we go a little bit more off the cuff these days. You're, you're better at producing now. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, after 224 episodes, I hope I'm a little bit better than I was back in what episode number eight. All right, so is we're. That what it was? Yeah, this okay. was episode number eight. eight. Uh, number four is Charlie using again? Do you remember this was? I think we asked this like three episodes in a row. But here's what we had to I'm say. Really with this hoping one. that I know what I said. I don't know who this who is actually. I think we might have all chimed in. Let's see. The first question is: Is Charlie using again? I don't think that he is. And another reason why I don't, which even reinforced it, was this episode where he said, you know, if I wanted to have the statues, I and he said this to Sawyer, which I thought was interesting. He knew where they were. Yeah. He hadn't. He knew where they were. He was like, I would have gotten them already before I even told you where they were. Yeah, and so I, I I think he's been following Locke for a long time. Yeah, well, I'm waiting to bash he's his head. Been, yeah, he, he's. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I want to punch him in the face Mr. too. Clean. I don't want to punch him. I want to throw something. I would. If I was Charlie and he hit me, I want to punch him back. You know. So if if Echo wakes up one day and his Jesus stick is missing, <laughs> wait, <laughs> that Charlie has it. But um, I, I'm with you. I, I'm glad he's not. I'm kind of like rooting for Charlie now. This yeah. is a total turnaround That's for me. It's weird for me to hear you say that. I like it. Yeah. You're, you're a totally different person to me now. <laughs> she, she likes you now. Yeah. That's good. That's nice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there, the, you know what's funny about Liz? I never liked Locke, did I? You never liked Locke. Until the very end... Or, or this past season, season five, I started saying, you know, hey, I think I kind of like Locke, only to find out that it wasn't Locke, and that's why I liked him. Exactly. In the chat room, folks are talking about the difference in quality of our sound. And by yeah. the way, things have changed quite a bit since then. Quite not a only, bit. Uh, not only do I do podcasting full time, but I also help consult with other people on podcasting and sell audio equipment. Stephanie and I are using some pretty fancy microphones here. And if you happen to be a podcaster or thinking about it, head over to podcastanswerman.com. This podcast episode is sponsored by me. <laughs> there nice. you go. You like that? All right, let's move I on. I don't sound like I'm 12 anymore. No, you well, don't. Well, I wouldn't know because I don't listen to them. <laughs> All right. Now, one of the things that the Weekly Lost Podcast has been known for, Stephanie, is our constant nagging and... Big bickering. Oh, I love this. And this, my friends, is where the bickering begins. When Boone was getting his leg chopped off. He know, didn't get his leg chopped what, off. When he was going to get his leg chopped off. He wasn't going to get you love it me? chopped off. I do love you. Okay, why are you arguing with me? <laughs> it's all in the details. <laughs> I like that. That is me. And I even told him, I said, you've got to pick that, that clip out for me because... I'm all about the details. And you're all about yelling at me all the time. Ain't that just like a woman? <laughs> oh, Where's the whip? <laughs> yeah, with the whip. I yeah. remember that. I'm um, sure that'll come out. You had that out a lot back yes. then. Yes, I did. <laughs> but uh, not that it really so. worked. <laughs> How'd that work for you? Can, yeah. can you answer that? No, no. Um, bickering and complaining. Yes. We did lots of that. Or arguing. Bickering We don't do that as much today. Yeah. But I think we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Never mind. We're just, we're just, we just have more fun with it these I days. I think we do. I think it was a little bit more. We we. It was a different dynamic because Rachel was here. Yeah, it was. I think that it's a lot different because it's just you and I now. I think that's probably a large part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, the fun with audio clips certainly did not stop there in this episode. Oh, they didn't. Oh, this is the one where we got some pretty. Negative feedback with Cliff and his uh, little negative button. feedback. Yeah, that should be like its own bumper. <laughs> you know, 
we'll make one out of that. Remember when we did the song? Uh, no. We'll get there. Okay. I think being just ultra just, sensitive tonight. They I am ultra sensitive. Today. Yeah. <laughs> getting me mad is kind of like... Hell, that's like getting Gandhi to beat his kids. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I went a little overboard with the audio clips. Funny, but getting me mad is a completely different analogy altogether. <laughs> yeah, we won't go there. There's no, this is, this is not an explicit podcast. That's right. I'm just kidding. All right. So it's not time travel is something that we had come up okay. with out of this episode. Time travel, obviously, they, they've gone on record before uh, in interviews to say yeah. it's not time travel. And then they throw this in, just to nail it home. Hey, just kidding, it's dude. not, it is not time travel. He was just kidding, dude. All right. And of ha, course, your theory is wrong. I mean, it's so clearly time travel. Then your theory is wrong. Well, it wasn't time travel in the sense. In the sense that. Because right. when, they, when they were sitting on the beach tinkering with the radio, they got were it. still pretty much in present day. Yes, I got it. So but that's where the lie, that's where the lost producers, see, they can say that they don't lie. They twist the truth. Exactly. And, so. you know, twisted truth is still a lie. <laughs> That's right. Well, the next big question about this episode was, did Sawyer really fall in love with Cassidy? Well, since we're talking about Cassidy, there's, there's a lot of question out there. And you brought it up. You actually asked me immediately after that episode. The question is, do you believe that Sawyer really loved Cassidy? Yeah, I think he did. I, did I, think, I think a part of him let himself mm-hmm. fall for her. Um, and a part of him really didn't want to at all, and I think that's where his struggle with himself came from. But, And I think that's why he made the comment to Kate, I'll always be a con, you'll, you'll always run, I'll always be a con, isn't that what he said? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I totally think that he did. I felt so, no, a part of me felt really bad for him. Part of me, I'm like, you dummy, what are you doing? You know, you totally know that he's a con artist. Mm-hmm. You totally know mm-hmm. it. And she's like the kind of woman that thinks that she can change a man. Blind love. Yep. And she, I've, I felt bad for her in a way, in a way I didn't. But when he was like, I love you, it seemed so sincere. Yeah. I was actually a little relieved that he was just conning her in that moment. Because when he sent her out the, the back door and told her to run through the yard, and I actually thought that his, that Gordy was going to shoot her. Yeah. Yeah, I knew in, the in car the was going to be empty. You did? Uh, I, I totally did. But, but I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know that it was because... Sawyer parked the car there, yeah. you know, and then yeah. I, I didn't. I, I thought. I thought. I thought Gordy was going to shoot Cassidy in the yard. Yeah, that was cool. I so was I, totally blown away by that too. I'm like, oh, I was really. And he Cassidy. switched that bag right in front of her. Blind mm-hmm. love. I'm telling you, <laughs> man, that's a blast from the past. You can you can be blinded. Yes. And go ahead. That. It, I'm, we're, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say you. you Completely can be blinded by someone's actions when you only see what you want to see. That's right. Absolutely. And especially when you're in love with that person, you only see what you want to see. You only see the good. Exactly. And the reason why I'm playing this audio in the background is because I know that you need to leave in about nine minutes. So I want to. This was back when they did the Super Bowl commercial. Really? Okay. That's what it is. Of course, my audio was so horrible back then that this sounds horrible. <laughs> How long has it been since your last fix? That's right. 
too funny. Too All right. long. Yes, indeed. Now, here's the next one. This one's a little bit longer clip, and this is Eric Fisher's first Crazy Theory of the Week. Okay. I think that the official Lost podcast really gave us some insight this week. Here's why. Adam Smith is actually responsible for the kidnapping of Walt. And, um, in fact, he has been in a time warp on the other side of the island. And, um, and for those of you who say we never answer questions, take that. Oh, I will take that and run with it. So, obviously, we know now that Adam Smith kidnapped Walt. I'm not sure why he sent Zeke to do it or the, how the time warp works, but I'm sure we'll find out. Adam Smith, in case you didn't know, was probably most known for his book, The Wealth of Nations, which was a very influential economic treatise on free trade. Also, at around the age of four, he was kidnapped by a band of gypsies, but he was quickly rescued by his uncle and returned to his mother. Sound familiar? My idea is that Adam Smith is somehow working with the DeGroots on their communal research center. The Dharma Initiative is the brainchild of Gerald and Karen DeGroot, following in the footsteps of visionaries such as B.F. Skinner. Imagine a large-scale communal research compound. Did you kill him? Nathan was not a good person. That's why he wasn't on the list. Sounds like a plan. Yes, it does sound like a plan, John. And don't get me started on your namesake's influence on Adam Smith with your social contracts. But I think we should agree, Jack, that if either of us need to open this door, we consult each other first. Absolutely. Locke's got himself needs, just like anyone else. Okay, I wasn't going to go there, but so... We know that they were taking the good people, as far as what Goodwin said. The good people? Who are the good people? Well, anybody who watches Sesame Street knows that the good people are the people in my neighborhood. Yes, the people in my neighborhood. They're the people on the street. They're the people that I meet when I'm walking in the street each day. So who are the people in our neighborhood? Well, our island has a bunch of people. We've got electricians, that's uh, Saeed, musicians, artists, gardeners, doctors, law enforcement, clergy, Bernard. Do you know he's a dentist? Even an author, Gary Troop. Although, he may be one of the ones that's dead or uh, we don't see him. Psychologists, if Libby is what she says she is. And a plumber, Scott. You mean Steve. Scott's dead. Scott, Steve, whatever. And though we had an ex-police officer, obviously we now have... The new sheriff in town, boys. Y'all best get used to it. And the reason Sawyer is the sheriff? He knows one thing, the value of the market. Shaving cream don't matter. Batteries don't matter. Only thing that matters now, a gun. It's the economy, stupid. Till next week, when the numbers count down and the island stock market crashes, leaving us in a depression so bad we... Put the lime and the coconut, drink them both up. This is Eric. <laughs> Get lost. I mean, stay lost. Crap. I mean, let me do that again. It's an interesting theory. Oh, that is good stuff, Eric. That and, was funny. And if you guys miss hearing Eric on the Weekly Lost Podcast, you should check out Social Media Serenity. Dot com. You Eric- should pester him until he joins us again. Yeah, exactly. And so Eric is now my official co-host for an entire podcast here at gspn.tv. And if you're not aware of this, we do 22 different podcasts here on a regular basis at gspn.tv. Go to gspn.tv slash shows. 
you'll see a list of all of our shows. And also, if you didn't know, on Thursdays from 7.30 in the morning until 5 o'clock in the evening, nonstop, we record 11 podcast episodes back-to-back live on the Internet. You can go to gspn.tv slash schedule to learn more about that. Edith in the chat room wants to know if this is the commercial podcast. It is the commercial podcast because this is going out on the free feed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we gotta we gotta pimp our stuff so that people know. <laughs> you totally just use the word pimp. I did totally use the word pimp. Anyway, so here's the next thing we okay. we had during episode number eight of the Weekly Laws podcast. We had McKenna join us. Now we had a previous episode where we had a little bit of a clip from Kenna, but nothing like this one. Also, go back to reference other episodes. Love my video iPod. (laughs) (laughs) She wants her own podcast. She wants her own podcast. Do you like that one? And she does. Um, So what I was thinking, I was trying to figure out when this um, this one that we're rewinding to episode eight did you say uh-huh. so i was thinking in the car after i took kenna to school this morning um when this would have been recorded and trying to figure up in my mind how old she would have been blah 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 she will never remember life without podcasting right like we have we have always done this to her you know, not to her but you know what i mean yeah as far as she understands yeah, we've McKenna always done will never she know will a never day know without podcasting any, yeah like um my youngest sibling never knows that w- there wasn't a TV remote. You know, they, right. they don't know that there was ever time without cell phones. And so she will never remember a day without podcasting. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That is awesome. All right. So you have to and leave she here. she does in, want her own podcast. You have to leave here in two minutes. I do. All right. So with that being said. Kenna, want, I was just gonna, Kenna wants to take over the Hannah Montana fan podcast. I know she does. Yeah. That, really that bad. She's definitely going to take it over. There's yeah. no question. So, um, and that's why I never killed the feed because I, I knew that that would happen yeah. one day. All right. So with that, we have two more audio clips. Okay. One is Dr. Bruder. I'm not going to play the whole clip or yeah, I guess I will. But here, okay, here's how we're going to do this. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Right now, we are going to pretend as though we just heard Rem do his okay. really awesome, you know, um, right. cr- recreation of the official Lost podcast. Okay. All right, so we just came back from that, and now we're going to end the show. Okay. And then while you leave, I'm going to finish the show and put it all together in editing. All right. All right. All right, the next thing that I'm going to be playing here is going to be Dr. Bruder, who once called in a Lost in the News update. And here's what... It sounded like back in the day when our great friend, Dr. Bruder, called in. This is Dr. Bruder live on location of the site of Super Bowl XL Detroit, Michigan. And I am here to give you Lost in the News. Let's begin by looking at the ratings for last week's episode of Lost. It was the season one replay of the episode Numbers. Even with the year-old episode, Lost can still win its time slot. It was watched by 11 million viewers. But that was not enough to crack the weekly top 20. This was down from the 19 million who tuned in the week before for the new episode, Fire and Water. Again, last week, it could not win the night as it was slaughtered by Fox's Wednesday night juggernaut of American Idol. ABC is shaking up the rest of its Wednesday schedule. Come March, Drama Invasion 
will sit out for six weeks to make room for Lost's new partner, The Evidence. Two weeks, two awards. Lost won the Writers Guild of America Award for Best Drama Series this week. It was just last week that Lost won the Screen Actors Guild for an ensemble cast in a dramatic TV series. Lost has already claimed the Best Drama Series Emmy in September and Golden Globe in January, thus sweeping the competition in the key Big Four events for dramatic series. They may be dead on Lost, but they're not forgotten in real life. Maggie Grace and Ian Somerhalt joined the remaining living cast on stage at the Screen Actors Guild Awards to accept their ensemble award. Quote, It's acted by a group of very talented actors, and no one really stands above anyone else, said Dominic Monaghan. It's a diverse cast, too, said Naveen Andrews. I think we're sort of pushing the envelope in a way. You won't see this kind of ensemble anywhere else. It's highly unusual, and if people can learn from that, that would be good. Carrie O'Quinn stated, I'd like to say that this is the saddest collection of climbing, grasping, paranoid, backstabbing, scene-grabbing losers and schmoozers that you have ever saw on stage in your life. But we love each other very much. He went on to thank ABC and Touchstone TV for, quote, showing our stuff to the world and paying us so well to do it. Mr. Echo reaches the pinnacle. Adewale, a practicing Buddhist, delivered the traditional daily prayer before the State Senate of Hawaii last week. Guess what AAA read? That's right, the 23rd Psalm. And this time, he redeemed himself by saying it right. AAA was invited to deliver the invocation by Senator Fred Hemings, a Republican, after the senator saw the episode, the 23rd Psalm. Even with all the awards Lost has been winning, AAA called his appearance before the Hawaiian legislator, quote, the pinnacle of his career. This, to me, is the greatest award because it's based upon my faith, Adewale said. This has been Dr. Bruder with Lost in the News. Back to all of you in the studio. Alrighty, so there you go. A blast from the past. Dr. Bruder giving us Lost in the News. And I thought it was funny as I was listening to it the second time around. Uh, Dr. Bruder giving all the inflection of his voice and stuff like that. And, of course, Stephanie's gone now. Uh, we recorded the end of this podcast, as I you probably heard there just a few minutes ago, uh, before the end of the podcast, obviously, which I'll fix in post-production. But here is... The best clip from episode number eight. And of course, this is none other than our great friend, friend Rem from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I think we got a little thing here from Rem. Let's check in with Rem and see how he's doing. Hey, sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn down the music. Just a second. Oh, that's better. Well, greetings, Stephanie, Rachel, and Cliff. It's Rem here. And, uh, well, after being kidnapped by the others, I'm the newest button-pushing hatch monkey at Swan Station 6. I've got about eight minutes before I need to punch the numbers in again, so that gives me a few minutes to briefly recap the official Lost podcast this past week with Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. You can hear the full show at the ABC website, and you'll find the direct link in the Generally Speaking show notes. This week starts a two-part interview with Evangeline Lilly, who plays 
Kate. And one of the big questions everyone wants answered is, who's she going to pick? Jack or Sawyer? I think if you expect Kate to make a definitive decision this season, you're uh, wishing for something that may not come about. In our last episode, Fire Plus Water, we see a really different side of Locke. People wonder, is he turning to the dark side? Is he planning to join the others? Is he having a bad hair day? Well, Carlton Cuse has a different idea. Well, I think that, you know, Locke is experiencing a certain amount of frustration in his existence, being down in the hatch and pushing those buttons and not feeling that the island is giving him maybe enough of a sign in terms of what uh, what he needs to do. And, and, and he has sort of become the prisoner of the thing that he thought was going to liberate him. And what about this growing connection between Claire and Locke? There is a developing interest with Claire, and I think that he uh, he is feeling very protective of of the baby and Claire, and maybe it is uh, maybe there's something important to to learn in the fact that Locke is seem to be capable of, of violence. Last week we heard of an Easter egg that appeared in the London skyline across the Thames River, and a reference to a famous album cover. Those of you who are you know avid Pink Floyd fans might recognize that building across the other side of the Thames River. There, there is supposed to be a little sign there on the back of the building which says Widmore Construction on it. Yeah, that would be W I D M O R E. I would write it down for those of you who. Are assembling clues. You'll, you'll hear more about Widmore uh, in the future. Widmore Construction. Keep that one in mind because it will be coming up in the future. And from the hunting party episode when Stephanie's father says <laughs> Oh, um, pardon me, when um, Mr. Friendly, our favorite sea billy, says Bring her out, Alex! It looks like it may very well have been a reference to Danielle's daughter, Alex, who was taken by the others 16 years ago. It wouldn't be wrong to assume that if uh, Mr. Friendly is shouting out Alex, that that would not be unrelated. I think that means yes. And a lingering question was answered about Randy, Hurley's boss at the Chicken Shack, and also Locke's boss at the Box Company. Apparently that was set in place by Hurley winning the lottery with the cursed numbers and subsequently bringing doom to everyone around him. He felt bad about Randy, um, you know, the, about the fact that his bad luck caused the Chicken Shack to get destroyed by the meteor, so he um, gave uh, Randy a job working at this box company he owned in Tustin. Well, that's right. We mentioned that, that Hurley actually was the owner of the box company in Tustin, and Locke mentioned that he worked at a box company in Tustin, so it's almost as if it all fits together. And that's a wrap from the Hatch Monkey. You can hear the official Lost podcast in its entirety at the ABC website, and you can get the link from the Generally Speaking show notes at www.ravenscraft.org. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to open up a cool and refreshing Dharmacola, kick back with a movie, found this one on the bookshelf, and, uh, oh, it's an old one. Man, who came up with the music? Uh, not very well produced. Man, I haven't heard a soundtrack that bad since The Terminator. Ooh. All right, well, there you go. Rem, I'll tell you what, Rem is always awesome, isn't he? Yes. I'll tell you what, I miss the days of when Rem I was in Rem. our podcast. Absolutely. And, and Rem, we know you're listening. Please, 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 let's quit planning on doing something together for the Weekly Laws Podcast because he's always sending me a Facebook right. note here and an email here. Hey, Cliff, we need to get together. We should do. We should so do some new intros for your show. We should so do this. And I'm like, Rem, let's just do just, something. Yeah. Let, I'll tell you what. You call me. You email me. We'll put something on the schedule that very minute. I promise. Because I, I, I want to have you back on the show. I miss those. Those, those were awesome. Those were great. 
Anyway, Humor. Stephanie, I know that you have to run out. I gotta go. And gotta go. So anyway, everybody, thank you for listening. Again, we we know this was the commercial podcast. You know, gspn.tv slash shows for the list of all 22 shows. gspn.tv slash schedule to see the schedule of live shows all day Thursday. Podcastanswerman.com <laughs> if you want to hire me to consult with you on how to podcast. Blah, blah, and, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Right. Or most importantly gspn.tv slash plus if you want to get every single episode and also to help support the fact that Stephanie and I are putting out a ton of great content for you guys. Oh, by the way, one more thing. We have lots of other shows that you may be interested in that you may not think of. The Desperate Housewives fan podcast. Coming back on Sunday the 27th. The Grey's Anatomy fan podcast. Thursday the 24th. The Heroes Podcast. Depends on on how good the episode is. Uh, And so much more so much more check us out over at gspn.tv slash shows and gspn.tv slash schedule until next time everybody stay Stay lost. lost